Okay, we're recording. Hey, everybody. It's Lenora from It's a New Dawn. How is everybody doing? I am, <laughs> I am sitting here today with the very handsome. Um, I'm going to say Steve got to. I'm laughing because didn't you have Steve got to be? Come on. On yeah, your, on your someone else took it and I was able to change it back or my email was set up that way and I, I took the B off. All right, because my husband said, You're you've been calling him the wrong name the whole time. You've been saying Steve got to be. And I'm like, oh my God. I went back to your thing and it was Steve got to. And I'm like, oh shoot, you know. Anyway, everybody. Um recorded my first podcast. I don't know when, how many I'm going to be doing. If it's weekly, if it's a couple times a week, if it's every two weeks, it doesn't matter because it's all good. But the second interview I'm doing, or not interview, just sitting down with, his name is Steve. What is your last name, Steve? It's got G-O-T-T, Steve Gott. G-O-T-T, And of course, I met him over what? TikTok. Everybody, like I said, from the last podcast, everybody who I have, um, you know, have asked or, or is going to be from TikTok, which is fine with me because that's the platform. Like I've been, you know, I'm not like this big TikToker. Um, you, you know, you have like what, 48,000 followers or something? 51, but who's counting? Uh, 51, your age. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, that's right. 51. I got I know, that's. I guess I'll have to have 52,000 followers by September in order to make it match up. You will. You will. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm like the teeny little thing in, in TikTok. But um, I just love it. And I love all the connection I'm making. And uh, you are one of the infancy people. Just like yesterday, my podcast I recorded with Wave. She was one of the first people, too, that I connected with. But you're just – you're fun. Um, you're funny. You um, bring laughter and happiness to people, which, you know, when you talk about overcoming adversities, which is something, that, you know, the subject of what I want to deal with as far as my podcast goes, right. I think we've all have overcome some kind of adversity in our lives. But then I had seen on one of your TikToks that you have had an autoimmune disease, you have one kidney. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, so lucky. I'm so lucky. Yes. Well, you know. But look, what it what does it make us into in into our lives today? Like, oh my God. You know, I'm thinking about I think about all the stuff that I've been through, and if I had not been through it, there is no way I would be the person that I am today. There's not. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I fully embrace all the elements that I have, because thank God, they could be 10 times worse. And if this is all that's going to be wrong with me, I will absolutely take that and sign on the dotted line. Yeah, right. No more, I'll stick it right here. I'll take the, I'll take the psoriatic arthritis under one kidney, and maybe even one more autoimmune disease, but that's it, we're done. And if he's willing to sign right. off with that, I'm okay with that. I know, I agree, but... I would love for you, one of the things I'm not going to change from my old format is I do ask people, okay, 
what is your story? Where did you come from? And how did it make you into who you are today? So take it away. Sure. So when I was working on Wall Street, at, I started at about 16, 17, actually. Uh, I was riding the train. I was 27 years old. And I started to feel something wrong with my shoulders started to bother me. My fingers started to bother me. I had had psoriasis, which was misdiagnosed over and over again as eczema, as everything except psoriasis. And after finally being, going through enough pain from my joints, I went to a rheumatologist. And the third rheumatologist I went to said, took a look at my fingers because something happens to your fingers when you have psoriasis, also your fingernails. So not only does it affect the joints of the hands first, bilaterally, so both fingers on both hands, both feet, but it also affects the nails. And he goes, you have psoriasis. He goes, and with your symptoms, because there's no test that you can take that says, yes, you have now tested positive for psoriatic arthritis. There's no test for it. So he looked at it and said, hey, based on all of your symptoms, you have psoriatic arthritis. It turns out psoriasis is a genetic disease passed down. We don't know who in my family had it, but someone had to have it in my family. So I got psoriasis, and there's a few lucky people that get psoriasis that develop psoriatic arthritis, which I want to distinguish. A lot of people say when I tell them I have, I have psoriatic arthritis, they say, oh, I have arthritis. I have arthritis in my hand. This is completely different. Arthritis, when you get it in one individual place, is you're getting old, the joint's worn out, you used it too much. You had an injury there, any number of reasons, but it's not an immune deficiency disease. Mm -hmm. Psoriatic arthritis is where immu your immune system is going after your body and attacking cells that it shouldn't attack. And the same thing with psoriasis. Psoriasis is where the skin is growing 24 times the normal rate that skin should grow, which is how you get those big scaly patches. So mm -hmm. you have to deal with both set of things. So I was finally diagnosed with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Great. At that time, the only thing that they used was an old drug called methotrexate, which had some gold in it, but was something that didn't work for me. And by the time I was, I want to say 32, 33, I couldn't move. When I mean I couldn't move, I was walking with a cane. My wow. fingers toes had swelled up to the point where I was wearing shoes that were two sizes bigger because I could not get my feet into them. Uh, it would wake me up in the middle of the night with my hands throbbing. I would literally stick my hands in buckets of ice. And I didn't care how cold it was because the whole idea was let my hands get so numb that I don't feel anything anymore. And if I had to do that with my foot so that I had my foot off the side of the bed and I did the same thing. And that's the way you dealt with it. You took aspirin or, or Advil or Motrin, some sort of a uh, infl inflammatory, something that decreases the inflammation. And you used, the doctors never said use ice. I said I did it because that's what worked for me. It was just totally numbing the entire area, which did not work. It did not work very well. Fortunately, uh, I forget the name of the company, but I think it was Amgen first came out with a drug, Enbrel, which is an, inject, an injectable drug. It's been around on the market, I think, for over 20 years now. And that was the first time where I took, I, I had a real medication that worked. And what it did was it cleaned, cleared up about 75 to 80% of my psoriasis and took out 100% of the arthritis. Mm. I was living in a body that was essentially the body of an 80 year old in my thirties because I was walking with a cane. It got into my back. It was in my hips. It was in, once your feet, you know, once your feet aren't working properly, everything goes anyway because your gait changes, the way you walk changes. Once the way you right. walk changes, 
it is hits the knee, it hits the hip, it starts to get to the back, you get, you get, the, so the pain starts to go everywhere, even if the problem is your toes, if you're not walking properly, it's going everywhere. So I, I was unable to do anything of, of any use, everything was painful to me. And all of a sudden now I have this injectable drug, which has its downsides. <laughs> yeah, it can give you cancer and kill you. But yeah. the entire suite of drugs, all these drugs, they end, I call them UMABs because every commercial for them, the drug or the generic name for the drug or the, the professional name that they use ends in UMAB. And I, that's always stood out for me because I know that that always comes with the warning of the fact that you can get cancer and die from it. With that being right. said, there's no life at 30 years old if you can't move. If you're in pain all the time, right. then you're going to take the chance. So years and years of testing have went by and none of the doctors I've ever gone to have ever had any issues with any patients taking it. So I had been on that for a number of years. But the biggest change happened when the drug started to work. Because now, instead of that being 30 or 32 years old, 33 years old with an 80-year-old body, now all of a sudden... I had everything back. I was able to walk again. I was able to do anything. And I said to myself, okay, well, now that I see what it's like to be a little bit older, what am I going to do in my life now that's going to mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. the outcome of the next 50 years? And one right. of the big things that I picked up was starting to work out. And working out has, as you know, has a multitude of advantages, uh, ranging from increased endorphins, building muscle mass, I mean, everything that's good. There's nothing bad about working out. Specifically, if you have arthritis, what you want to do is you want to build up the muscles around all of the joints. Uh, these examples walking up the step. If you don't have the muscles aren't built up enough, you're going to always be using that joint every single time. Well, you don't want to do that anyway. You certainly don't want to do that if you have arthritis in the knee. So by building up those muscles all around, I was putting less pressure on the joints and just using my muscles. And that works for everyone, whether you have arthritis, you don't have arthritis. The building of the muscles, as you know, helps you with any joint movement. It's always going to take the strain and the stress off your joints in everyday life. So I started to work out two, three, four days a week. And all of a sudden I started to, not only did I start to feel better, I started to look better. Well, Steve, hold on now. So you didn't, you know, when I'm, I'm I, you know, I did a TikTok about this, really truly listening to the person and, and not thinking about your next question. But I'm sitting here going, I want to wave. I want to raise my hand like, wait, 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 I want to ask you something. Um, so you didn't start working out into your 30s? Yes. Uh, I was. Okay, All right. I, and I was a smoker for, for 15 or 20 years. I smoked two packs a day. I wow. gave that up. I gave that up when the arthritis medicine started to work because I wanted good, to be healthy. Good for you. Good for you. A long time ago. And I've been checked by doctors ever since. I have no remnants. No, no, there's no identifying markers on me at all that can say that I smoke. What will happen over the next 10 years, we don't know, but there's nothing in, there's nothing that they look at that is any indication that I've ever had a cigarette in my life. Yeah, uh, it takes uh, seven years. Seven so, years. Um, longer if you smoke longer, but it takes about seven years for it to all. So, however long that time frame was, there's no, there's no part of that. In, there's not, mm -hmm. there's no part of that in my body. Wow. Okay. So you started in your thirties, but if people don't, like I see you, I see you on TikTok and it's like uh, pretty amazing. Um, I don't want to blow this smoke up your ego there, but you know, um, pretty good, pretty good. So, well, I was, I, was in, I was in, I got into the best shape of my life starting at 49. 
Because mm-hmm. even though I was working out and I was getting bigger and I had muscles, I got abs at 49. Like I figured out mm-hmm. the secret myself because it's different for everyone else. I didn't. Yeah, have but you know, you know, when your diet is like majority of your abs and being able to see them, uh, you know, and you, I know you had said in one TikTok that you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, you're one of the. We got. Yeah. I was focusing on on mozzarella, fried mozzarella sticks. And yeah. I have a, yeah. So I don't know what the heart test shows that I'm fine. There's no that there's no clogs anywhere, and uh, that's just that's just genetic. I mean, people get angry when they hear that, but the truth of the matter is that's genetics. I can't help that. I'm able to eat whatever I want to eat, no matter good, bad, or different, and I won't gain weight. Having said that, I'm not a cake eater. I'm not a cookie eater. I prefer to eat. I'll always take a piece of fruit before I'll grab a piece of cake. So that's again. That's just preference, but really most of that is genetic. So all the people that are struggling out there with their weight, I feel bad for you, but I have to struggle to gain weight. I've spent 20 years. You know, and that's a struggle though, Steve. You know, that is a struggle. People, you know, who have to gain weight, that's that's just as bad for them. So I get it. I get 2,600 calories a day to just Mm -hmm. maintain. Wait, 26 to 2700 calories minimum to maintain my weight. And I'm all of, you know, five foot 10 weighing 160 pounds. I eat like 1800. I eat at least 1800 calories a day. So for me, I, 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 I work out a-, a lot. I work out a lot, you know, and I'm yeah. like, you know, so, and I'm only five feet tall. So 2600 calories doesn't seem like a lot to me for, for a man. So. You, you gotta be, you gotta be eating. And I do, I also have to take in, you know, the proper amount of protein. So I've taken 160, I've taken, trying to take in 160 grams of protein. So the food is geared towards that. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of how it affects, how it affects me and my arthritis, since I was able to take the medication, now I've switched by the way, just because of insurance companies, I've switched from Anvil to Umera, which mm-hmm. is very, very similar again. It ends mm-hmm. in that UMAB. So same risk, same everything. But that was really the life changer for me was that light going on saying, wow, I just came out of a body that's 80 years old and now I have a chance to do something. When am I going to do it? If I don't do it now, then when am I going to start? That was what was in my head. If I don't do it now, then when am I going to start to get healthy and take on a healthier lifestyle? Mm -hmm. So I gave up the cigarettes. I started working out and I focused on the areas where I had the most amount of pain, exactly the opposite of what most people would probably do. I had back pain, I worked out my back. If my knees were hurting, then I made sure I spent extra time gluing my quads and doing my hamstrings. And with arthritis, things, things still hurt when you do it, but you have to move in order to get it better. The, the, that's the catch 22 with a lot of people with arthritis is you get out of bed, and I posted a video on TikTok like me getting out of bed, you're hunched over. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the medication, so your lungs, if your lungs still for seven, eight hours and you have a disease, you're, you're not going to be able to jump out of bed and start doing cartwheels, which I also posted a video as doing a one-handed cartwheel. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you need to get, just think of it as in layman terms, just think of that, uh, just getting the fluid moving in your body. You need to move. You need to move. There's well, no also, fluid. Car. I look at like, days when you had to turn the ignition and you had to give the car five minutes to warm up not like today's car where you press a button and you just go so mm-hmm. yeah you have to warm up the engine warm up the engine and once the engine is warmed up because i've had a lot of people that have messaged me saying oh, i have arthritis but it's so hard to move i'm like well what are you doing 
Well, it, I can't really do anything because I can't move. Well, you have to do something. You got to start to walk. You got to get up. You got to move around. You got to deal with that level of uncomfortability that first 5, 10, 15 minutes until the oil starts to flow through your body and you're like the Tin Man, you can start to move again. Right. So you get to that point, you're able to move, then you got to get your ass into the gym because it's not yeah. just to, to, to move. Once you're moving, you got to do something with that. You got to build the muscle up around all the areas that you need to have protection from. So the right. more I get my back out, the less I'm going to have back pain. I used to have right. much more pain when I was 30 than I do at 52. As a matter of mm -hmm. fact, a lot of I had when I was younger, I don't have today. It used to bother me to walk downstairs now when i walk up and downstairs it's it's a workout that's part of my workout that's a i'm just doing a lunge just going up and you, know, you feel the muscles working as opposed to the joints working so the are you, is really are you, yeah. do you do you um like uh, because this uh podcast is going to be a very casual thing for me i want to like have a back and forth kind of thing for me i have so much gratefulness for my body uh, I'm 55, so I put my body through the mill, you know, uh, specifically bulimia uh, for six years. I mean, I almost died from it. And I, do you feel that way? Are you like, like I wake up, I'm running or if I'm, I'm like, I literally can almost bring myself to tears just being so grateful for what my body can do today. Do you feel that gratefulness? Do you? And not, like, not in the same way. I, I wouldn't say that I'm brought to tears by it. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more shocked by it than anything else. I'm, I'm I get angry. that. I'm, I get I'm, that. I do things that I never thought I would be able to do. Um, mm -hmm. you know, flying push-ups. I, I it's not just the working out. I, I love doing... Um, I, know you, I know you teach yoga. I've never, I've never taken a yoga class. I've YouTubed how to do yoga positions. So I'll do a bunch of different yoga positions, specifically ones that I know are taxing on the muscles. Um, I'll go into the, a headstand from the crow position, different things like that. Um, so I'll get myself into all these things that are working different muscles just to keep my mind occupied, to keep my, my focus on something different. Uh, I got into doing calisthenics because, again, just lifting weights in and of itself was, was one avenue, but I wanted to bring more into it. And so I started to do more calisthenic things as part of my overall routine. And every time I added something, there was always a huge benefit to everything else that I did. Mm -hmm. so like, mm -hmm. uh, like domino effect, this was a positive domino effect. If I started mm -hmm. to do yoga, I started to do calisthenics, all of a sudden my abs started to get ripped and shredded across. I started mm -hmm. to my shoulders, what I wasn't getting in the gym, or it was just growth, all of a sudden my shoulders started to get striations through it. So every time I incorporated something new, it was something that helped my overall performance and everything else that I did. Mm -hmm. so, it was, so I'm always looking for, my mind is always open. I think it's so important to, no matter what age you are, to always have your mind open to new ideas and to new thoughts. Mm -hmm. because, I, have, uh, I have a girl, yeah, I have a girlfriend who is 58 and we were at de dinner one time and she is a personal trainer, a big real estate developer now and a real estate agent. Uh, but we like, like take for granted to be able to move and we i'm i talk about all the other aspects of health and well-being so there's mobility and flexibility all that stuff so exactly what you're saying you have to add in all that to be to have that total health and wellness picture um but 
just to be able to like turn your head in a car, like some people can't do that <laughs> as they uh, get older. They can't play well, with their grandchildren. They can't spin. Uh, it's amazing. For those people, it's, it's, it's the full body turn. It's when you take your head, instead of turning your head, you do this. Exactly. Exactly. They think it's normal I've as you there. get older. As you get, oh, I'm older. I'm not, you know, I'm sorry. Now it's, now having, yes. having, having a health issue um, is, is, is one of the littlest parts of being able to lose weight or being able to work out or being able to move your body. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be tough or anything. I'm a very kind person, but having a health issue is a, just a small little fraction of people that have, truly have a problem that cannot lose weight because of a health issue or can't lift a weight or just do body weight exercises. Absolutely. So you can, you can do it. You can just, just move your body in some way. I always recommend walking. Like it's a weight bearing exercise. You will build bone density walking. Um, get out there in nature, do something. Um, yeah. So to me, the body is amazing. Um, and I get what you're saying. Like you said, you're amazed at what your body can do. Yeah. Is that I, what you my, said? Yeah. I was with my kids and they said, Hey, do you want to do this race with us? And I, I don't run. I don't run. And I, I haven't done a ton of cardio, but my workouts are when I'm in the gym, my workouts are pretty, pretty quick. So I jump from one exercise to this. So my heart rate gets up there, but I'm not running on the treadmill. Like, you know, the treadmill, the treadmill. Yeah. I'm not hitting that. <laughs> it's not my thing, but my kids said, come, let's do this race. I said, okay. It's called the tough mudder. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. 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 So I'm 48 years old and I'm with my kids who are at the time, maybe you know, 20 and 22, 23 years old. And, I, and for some reason, I was led to believe and I'm not blaming them because I can't, I can't remember how exactly it happened, although I'm sure it's their fault. Um, but I was led to believe that this was a three mile obstacle course. And in my head, I was gonna walk a little bit and do an obstacle and walk a little bit and do an obstacle. And we got to three miles and at no point did my kids ever say anything, but three miles, they, they said, you got this. Only seven and a half more miles and you're done. You know where? And this isn't, you're not walking on the road. You're going up and down through the forest. Up the hill, down the hill, climbing up. Seven and a half more what? So I'm done with what? It's a 10 and a half mile race. Sometimes oh, it's 11, gosh. this one's 10 and a half miles. I look at my kids, I go, you must be kidding me. You think this has got seven and a half more miles with what, 16 more obstacle courses? No. <laughs> well, now, now, you're at a, now you're at a cross because what are you gonna do? I'm in the forest. I really don't wanna lie down and call for help. <laughs> my kids are gonna with they're not, they're not going to stop me. And I don't want to get airlifted. And it's, it's August. It's 98 degrees outside. I know the heat stroke is coming. What am I going to do? And then I said to myself, you know what? If I want to do this, then I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And at some point, I'm going to be done. And if I want to sit on the floor in the forest, then I'm going to watch everyone walk by. And every third person, including people that are 70 years old, are going to look at me and go, do you need any help? 
<laughs> did you finish? Did you finish? I finished it and then I went back two more years and I did it three more times and I finished it three times. And each time I finished it faster than the time before to the point where I was running the course, running the course. I would come in and started to sign up at eight o'clock so I can be in the competitive branch with the competitive people doing it. So, awesome. you know, it's amazing once, once, you, once you know that your mind is the thing that a lot of time gets in your way, once you cut that out and say, no, my mind is not gonna, my mind is what's gonna propel me. My mind is not gonna stop me. Once you have that mindset, through, it didn't matter at that point whether it was 10 miles or 12 miles or 15 miles, it was gonna get done. And I just made that decision at that point that it's gonna get done. Of course, exactly. next time, bring some extra things along. I was in, but I got, I was tired. I was beaten up. I was, I needed a day or two days after the wrestling recover from it. Uh, but I got it done and I liked it and I went back and I was prepared the next two times and each time I did better than the time before. So <laughs> your body can do amazing things when you allow it to. It's for sure. I have a, I have some valve problems in my heart from uh, bacteria from my spinal meningitis when I was two, uh, along with my hearing. I can't hear out of one ear, but, um, uh, Wait, so you, that, you can't hear anything? What, what did you say? Tell me again. You couldn't hear me? Yeah. I have a pot in. I'm playing with you. But I know you. I know. I know you are. I uh, but the I was uh, my niece uh, asked me if I could do a part of a marathon, the running part, uh, half a marathon. And I am not a runner, although I do go out every morning and I run. But I run at my own speed, and if my body's telling me, you don't run today, Lenora, just whatever, do some walking or whatever. I listen to my body, um, but I said, sure, you know, because that way, you know, I'm always taking on challenges. I got to be better. I got to be just, I can do it. So I trained for it for like eight months. Oh, wow. and I went out. I, well, this is 13, over 13 miles, right? And I uh, went out in the heat and whatever. And it was a week before the run. And my husband and I went out and he went with me and he's not a runner. He's not an exerciser. You wouldn't know it though. Like he's a manual labor person. So that is the best way to build muscle. <laughs> picking, things up and picking things up and putting things down. He's, he's physical. He's very physical. So um, he just went with me and it was like nothing for him. You know, for me, I've got to watch because my valves are, uh, narrow my valve, so the blood doesn't flow as well as a normal person so the week before um the race i did a trial i think it was 11 miles and it was hot as hell like 100 degrees 95 degrees but i had checkpoints where i was drinking electrolytes i made my own electrolyte drink had it set well i was in the hospital for three days because <laughs> It, no, it was um, rumbo. I can't even pronounce it. When you rumbo. Do, yes. So I just. I do I get like, do I win something for knowing that? I don't even know if I got that right. That's, that you should know. Like if you overdo it. Yes. I, I'm a nurse and I can't even pronounce the word, but it was bad. It was really 
freaking bad, painful, worse than having all five of my kids. I was rolling around in the mud, dirt, my husband, and in my heart, like I felt like I was going to die because, and I said to my husband, tell the kids I love them. Oh, oh, no. so Steve, it was so bad. It was so freaking painful and horrible. And uh -huh. I'm in the, I'm in the, um, hospital for three days and they're trying to yeah, 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 drain. Yeah. Go without me. Go ahead without me. Leave me. No, here. listen, listen to what I did though. Um, so they're trying to just excrete all the protein overload, blah, blah, blah out of me. And that was the only way they can do it. So for three days, and then of course I asked the doctor, I said, could I still run the marathon? <laughs> and the marathon's like seven days away. She looks at me and she's like, 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 no, you, you, and I still ran it. So listen to what I did. My niece forbid me. She's like, you, Aunt Lenora, you're not doing it. She's half my age, you know. She's like, Lenora, Aunt Lenora, you're not going to do it. And I'm like you. I'm like, uh-uh, no way. I committed to this. I'm doing it. I don't care if I have to walk it. I don't care if I have to, I don't care. Well, my husband knows me, and I'm crying. I'm sobbing because I trained for this for eight, nine months, right? And he's like, all right, hon. He set up the, t there's a towpath here that runs along the Delaware River. You know, it's about 70 something miles long. I love it. That's where I train. He set up 13.1 miles, put a finish thing at the end. My girlfriend, I didn't know she was coming because she knows how I am, came to run with me for like six of the miles. Wow. And when you know it, I ran it the same day of the marathon. I said, I am doing this. I don't care. I ran it. It took me a long time. It took me, took me. You just froze on me. Oh, we're, we're back. We, we just went off for a second. Okay. Yeah. So it took me a little over four hours to do. But you did, did it. it. I did it. I'm just saying, when you, we talk about the body and the mind and everything, maybe it wasn't the right thing, but I have always said, if I die and I'm working out, no, I'm happy. It's okay. It's okay. Because yeah. that, that's been my whole life. You're competitive. You train for it. I, I know the way you think, and I would have done the exact same thing. I, I know would've... you would. That's why I'm telling you the story. And I would have tried, sure. and if I had run it once before, I would have been trying to break my time on the second time around. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you know what? It was so funny because he got me, my husband got me when I finished, right? And I'm cutting my hand through the finished that he put, and you could see it. I'm not going to curse because I don't know, but I went, and you. <laughs> he has me on tape, tape like, mother. Like, I just, like, just finish this damn thing. And I'm, I'm never going to run another marathon. I don't want to run it. Um, but I had to do it. I had to do it. I okay, had to prove I feel it. I when you come across and you turn Because I get, it's not about the cursing. It's you're just so damn excited that you, you did it. You're like, God damn it. I knew I could do that. I right. knew I could do that. Yes. And I did it. And I did it. And I was proud. And, and I'm just saying, just. Just get over what the mind is telling you. Just, just do it. 
You can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Did we even touch upon your one kidney? Did we even go there yet? No. So very quickly, when I was younger, uh, about nine, ten years old, I had 104 or 105 degree fever. And I was taken to the hospital. And after doing some tests, they realized that I had reflux. Um, the ureta, which since you're a nurse, you know, which connects the kidney to the bladder, was in at a bad angle. Reflux causing the urine to go back up, not into the bladder, back up into the kidney, where it would sit there. And it, it had been, I had it since I was born. So, but we didn't know. And the end result was it destroyed my kidney. So they did a, what's called a ureter, a ureter reattachment. They put it in at a different angle, hoping that some of the kidney would still survive and it would, be, and it would work. But um, all I really have is just a misshapen something that scares that crap out of any doctor that takes an x-ray of me. You gotta yeah. see their face, because I always forget to tell them. I was so young when it happened, and they come in and they go, Mr. Gott, we have a slight concern with your kidney on the left side. I'm like, oh, do you? And what is that concern? Like, We'd like to do some further testing, but it doesn't look quite right. I'm like, no, because it's destroyed and shrunken up. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, it happened when I was a kid. So, um, so that kidney is not a functional kidney. It's it, so okay. I, one kid. I didn't have the kidney removed; it just got destroyed due to the due to the reflux. So there okay. is there is something there that has some shape to it, but it's it's not a working kidney. I'm not working, but you're okay with the one kidney then. And, I have and one kidney. It's an excellent kidney. It's my favorite. Excellent. Kidney. Excellent kidney. It's gonna last you all your whole long, wonderful life. So anything else like that that's going on that you have had to overcome or that you want to share with our people here? No, the most important thing for people to know is regardless of your age, regardless regardless of whether you've committed to it or started to do it yet, it's commit to something, commit to starting to get your body healthy. Walk, move, run. Do something. Uh, I don't care what it is. You don't have to lift weights. Do air squats, but get up and run. Get up and do something. Move your body. Get outside. Be healthy. Doesn't matter if you have it or if you're 50, if you're 60, if you're 70. Get out and start to do it. The more you can do, the better. And do everything you can do. And and the body, like your health, is everything. It's everything. And that is why my the name of my podcast is It's a New Dawn because of my sister in law. Her name is Dawn. And um, she died at 48. She was closer to me than, I have 10 siblings, but she was closer to me than any of my siblings. Um, she was married to my brother. I'm married to his, her. My husband is, ah, Dawn is my husband's sister who is married to my brother. Gotcha. Okay? So it's in my family, but I was extremely close to her and she died within three months from liver cancer, but she was extremely heavy, uh, five feet tall, like over 200 and something pounds, beautiful woman. Um, just, I knew she was unhealthy, but there was nothing that I could do. You know, you have to make that change. You have to make that decision. I just loved her, but I knew, I knew, I mean, the bottom line is, I loved her. I named my business after her because she's my everything. And it came out perfect because it's a new dawn. There's always a new opportunity. There's always a new chance. There's always a place to way to start over. Um, I thought it was perfect. So let's do it. 
you guys. I mean, move your body. Of course, there's other factors. Nutrition, I think, is extremely no, my number one thing is nutrition, but you know, and then everything else falls into place. But moving your body is so important. I'm not, I'm not sharing my hot dog with you, even if you ask. So don't worry about it. The, the I don't. <laughs> I don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> but I don't condemn anybody else who eats hot dogs. It's just not don't, my thing. Judge me. Not just my thing. But okay, before we go, can people get in touch? I mean, it's yeah, like it's a, red, it's, it's, it's there. Tell me something about your favorite snack, Lenora. <laughs> My first snack, you want to know? I guess on Marty, uh, the Good Vibe Show. My favorite snack is <laughs> popcorn, organic popcorn made on the stove, ghee, like in the kernels, I put ghee, ghee. and then I use uh, nutritional yeast on it with cayenne pepper, all organic stuff, uh, or uh, cayenne pepper, Himalaya salt, um no, I put it in there and then I have a kombucha with it. That's that my favorite. That's an awesome snack. That's my favorite snack. And when I say snack, if you look at my TikToks, you'll see me doing a voiceover for somebody and I'm shoving popcorn in my mouth. If you look at that tin, that's how much popcorn I eat. I eat a humongous <laughs> amount. I sit, I save my calories, I eat all my protein, I get all my shit in. And then I, that's my thing. It's you know, my that's, thing. That's the question. I would, that's, I'm glad I asked. Now I know. What's your favorite snack? Uh, I love fruit. Watermelon or cherries. If it's winter time, I'm very sad. Cherries? Very sad. Cherries. I love cherries. Are you going to, are you fart your brain out? Do you fart your brains no. out? When you, you don't? Um, my body, uh, my wife is amazed. I can, I can eat a half a watermelon and have no issue. Well, I no, can I have watermelon, too. I love watermelon, but yeah, I cherries? I can have a pound of cherries. And not fart your brains out? Nope. <laughs> Forget it. I couldn't sleep with my husband then. No <laughs> way. No way. On that note, so I will put your, what, your TikTok link, uh, your TikTok thing on the Sure. Notes? Sure. Okay. And maybe your uh, Instagram? Sure. Um, hang out for a second. Uh, guys, my information, everything is going to be in the show notes, my email, my uh, website, my, I'm also giving out my phone number for Google, Google phone number. If anybody wants to, um, text me any questions, anything that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, if you would like to be on the podcast, uh, my number is 609 Four two nine four zero five eight. Also, the one thing that I like to want to talk about is the Roar Bar, which I'm going to talk about every podcast. I am an affiliate. I am um, an ambassador of the company. This is the only package thing that I eat, uh, only because I'm always on the run. A lot of people are on the run, so these bars are always in my purse. The biggest reason I love them, not only because of the nutritional content, everything in them is organic except for the almond butter, which they're trying to make organic, but they have 19 to 21 grams of bar, uh, protein a bar, 11 to 13 net carbs, no artificial sweeteners. It's good for almost any diet. Uh, coconut oil, great for the brain, uh, sweetened by coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, 
and it has Himalaya salt in it. Owned by a young couple, ja uh, Jake and Rachel. They give 10% of their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. So I just, I adore this company. They write me back all the time. They're uh, based in Minnesota. Uh, please, please, please check them out. Go through my affiliate page, which is going to be in the link below. And any questions about them, you can ask me or just go to that page. And it has all the information there. Please, you guys. They're so good. The only bar that I don't like out of it is the raspberry one. It's just not my preference. But who knows? You may like it. So on that note, Steve, thank you so much for blessing me with your presence. And my daughter says that my gravestone is going to say, have a wonderful and blessed day, everybody. Uh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. I love you, Steve. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.